Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostest, Angel Wallace Miles. Oh my golly fucking goodness. Am I glad to be talking to you? Can we all just take a breath? Like, holy shit, it is about to be the end of October. I am literally a matter of days away from finishing some of my biggest final exams. I am literally a week away from handing in my dissertation, y'all. Like, holy shit. If you don't know, I'm a bachelor of pharmacy student honors in my final fucking few days and I'm gonna be real with you it's been really overwhelming not just the whole like you know procrastinating study management time all of that like that that's pretty normal but also the fact that like you have to grieve the end of an actual full chapter of your life And I often think about our life in these big, big chapters and you think about, you know, you're born and then you go to, you know, whatever, kindergarten and then you might go to, you know, primary school and then you might go to high school and then you might go to college and then you're in the big wide world or whatever your story looks like. Your story might look completely different to mine. And, you know, university has been such an interesting experience for me. I took a year off. I had a really, really dark moment. I was in a very abusive relationship I didn't know what I wanted to do and then I ended up choosing pharmacy and whilst it has been the most incredible decision I ever made I also then founded the podcast and I became a fitness coach and I really actually found my calling and now as I step into finishing this degree guys I'm not going to become a pharmacist I have chosen to close that chapter and there's a part of me that actually gets really emotional about that because it's scary and it's also a little bit sad because as much as I genuinely I don't want to be a pharmacist I actually do love science and I really do love studying medicines and so where this degree takes me I don't know I know that 
next year is going to be filled with working with my clients and creating the most incredible, impactful, educational podcast episodes for you. I have some events overseas. London, I'm talking to you again. I will be there. I'm even looking at Spain or Germany. If anybody in Europe wants me to hit up their country or their city, please message me because I will absolutely do whatever the fuck I can to get to you. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of change and a lot of newness and a lot of exciting ventures for a 22-year-old who who is quite nervous and yet equally excited. And so I really wanted to share that with you because you know, if you're going through a period of change right now or a period of, oh, do I choose this or do I choose this? I implore you to go down the not so safe route and the 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 route which really excites you but scares you. That's what I'm currently doing. And it, it's a challenge and I'm nervous, but I'm really excited to take you along this journey as I evolve and as you evolve and as we evolve together. And that all has nothing to do with the podcast episode that you're about to listen to today. So the podcast episode you are about to listen to today is really fucking cool. And I feel like it is truly a part of my evolution as a podcast host and even just as a person. We are talking about sex today. Let's just rip the bandaid off. We're talking about sex and masturbation and sexual health. So immediately off the bat, if you don't feel comfortable listening to an episode like this, potentially if you're underage um, and you don't feel like you're ready to listen to a conversation like this, please click out. There is a bunch of other podcast episodes that you can listen to. But for my girls who are wanting to build their confidence, who are wanting to understand their body who are really wanting to learn how to take up space and when I say take up space I mean not just in the gym like yes this is a gym girl podcast but that doesn't mean we just talk about lifting weights up and down no 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 we're talking mindset nutrition sleep we're talking about the most optimal ways for you to feel like the fucking best version of yourself and so I'm ready you and I we're about to go on a journey learning how to take up space in the bedroom and how to really feel confident in our own bodies and in our own sexiness and in our own ability to feel comfortable chatting about our own pleasure, whether it's on our own or with our partner. And so I'm going to be sharing a few of my experiences in this. Um, I know that the beautiful guest that I have with me, Viv, is going to be sharing a lot of her experiences around this and around dating and around her sexual health journey. Viv is actually the co-founder of a wonderful, incredible company uh, called Girls Get Off. And basically, they are a woman's pleasure company. So basically, what they stand for is really allowing women to feel supported, confident, empowered in their bodies and in their pleasure and really feel comfortable talking to their partners about what ticks your boxes and really what doesn't and understanding that you're allowed to be in control of your body you're allowed to be in charge of your body and so I'm really fucking excited for you to hear this episode I do want to say you know if you have any trauma associated with sexual health or triggers around sexual health please take this as your I guess warning or as your trigger warning and understand there is no pressure to listen to this episode but on the other hand I really think you're going to get a lot out of it okay well I better leave you to it enjoy the app I love you Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostess, Angel Wallace-Miles. And I am joined by an incredible guest. Oh my goodness, ladies. I'm so excited because I am joined by Viv from Girls Get Off. Hello, how are you? I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on the pod with you today. I'm so excited as well, especially because I, and you probably get this a lot, one of these topics or this topic in general is, you know, it is that whole like sensitive taboo or there's all that energy around it connotations. Like, should I be talking about this? And you know what? We're here to just kind of rip off that fucking bandaid and be like, uh, we don't need permission to talk about this. This is our bodies. This is our lives. We are going to, uh, for those who don't know, and if you skip past the introduction, basically Viv, she runs or she co-founded Girls That Get Off, which is, I guess, a female pleasure brand. Is that kind of the general gist for those who don't know you? 
pleasure brand, pleasure brand, sexual wellness brand, take your pick. Yeah, all all of the above, option C. Now, I guess when I was kind of thinking, where do I start? You know, I don't know if you've ever listened to Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. He like goes deep. He's like, tell me about your childhood. And I was like, mm, let's not start there. So we'll kind of go back a few years, but I really want to know, but where, where the fuck does an idea like this stem from? You know, I, I did read about you. I did stalk Viv a little bit, guys. And I, I know a little bit about, you know, you guys were sitting, drinking some alcoholic beverages. Was it really the alcohol which induced the idea of female pleasure into a business? Yeah, well, first I will just digress immediately and say that I also love the Diary of a CEO podcast and I really appreciate the way he asks a different question to each guest that takes them deeper. And it seems to just be perfectly fitting depending on who the guest is but anyway um yeah joe and i were sitting on her driveway in one of in the first lockdown in new zealand and it wasn't so much the drinks that sparked the idea for girls get off it was more so that we were already looking for different things that we could do together so for context we both had previous businesses and we knew we wanted to work together so we'd actually been looking for different opportunities in the market and trying to figure out hmm, what's something that we could do together what would be really fun our strengths um are in social media marketing. So Joe had like a personalized cookie business that she was marketing on Instagram and I had a social media agency. So we had that, we had that little edge and we had that to our advantage. And then when we noticed that our, you know, our friends are starting to talk about sex toys more, we had bought our sex toys. But the issue with that was that you either had to go into a weird shop and talk to someone who didn't look or sound like you, or you had to go online. And when you did and you clicked on, you know, one of the large retailers toys for her, there's like 800 different types. And, you know, if you just want to dip your toes in and get a little Satisfy Pro, then you've also got the Dong Blaster 3000 and like a fisting glove next to, next to the products that you might be a little bit curious about so the the customer journey for sex toys at the time was just not something that was approachable or similar to any other product that we as women buy and we thought how can we make this process as fun enjoyable uh and as 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 if it was an act of self-care just like buying skincare feels really normal, feels like a real treat to yourself. We wanted that for sex toys because nothing bad comes from talking about pleasure, getting off more, and and that's where the idea started. That was our that has always been our vision for the business and it's been amazing to see it kind of flourish as the years have gone on. Yes, and I think when I often think about businesses and people who start businesses, it almost comes from a you got a you got a, a scratch that you want to itch, I guess, or something where you've got your own kind of struggles with it, and then you go, okay, well, if no one else is going to accomplish this or or I guess achieve this, I may as well just do it myself. So I would love to know, you know, we're talking about self pleasure, we're talking about female pleasure, and the brand is Girls Get Off. So I'm going to ask you the blunt question, you know, you know, what is your relationship with your own body and your own self-pleasure been like? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, look, it's been really interesting. I feel like uh, for me personally, I guess, you know, like a lot of people started masturbating or I, th- I feel like you discover something at a young age where it's like, oh, that's a little bit pleasurable. I'm not really sure what to think about that. I haven't had any education around the pleasure. With that said, everyone's really different. And look, when I started this business, I had friends and we were like 25 and she's like, I, what do you mean? I've never masturbated before. And it was like, what do you mean you've never masturbated before? How did you make it through university? But now having this business, I know that that is really different for everyone. So I started that journey quite early on. Um, I have then gone through, I guess, watching a bit of porn. Then I probably, you know, with or without porn, I probably have used like erotica, big fan of erotica and reading stories. But funny you ask, because at the moment I'm going through a whole, I feel like a whole different journey and alongside my just general wellness era that I'm in right now where I've taken my phone out of my bedroom and so I've got this nice little alarm clock going (laughs) on. Um, It's actually made me rethink my masturbation practices and I'm more interested now in connecting in with my body so that I can understand 
what really feels good in my body rather than being in my brain because I feel like then when I have sex with people, I'm often thinking about stuff rather than actually connecting into how it feels in my body and what the sensations are feeling like. So that's my current journey. And I've also um, I've also on this journey um, had like a yoni massage. I know I don't know if you've heard. No, I've that. never heard of that. Yeah, so yoni massage or yoni mapping um, is like an internal mapping or an external and internal mapping of the vulva and vagina. And that was such an insightful experience. I I had it done by Morgan Penn in New Zealand. There's actually a um, this actually another sex toy brand, uh, Rosie Rees, and she's got a yoni mapping practitioner directory or something. So if anyone's interested, um, there's some Aussie practitioners in there. And the whole idea is that, A, it's like a massage, like you would have for any other part of your body where there might be some knots or or a lot of people will experience like numbness in their vagina. Um, so I remember having talked to quite a few sex therapists and uh, Morgan would always talk about how people come to her and say, I have feelings of like, I just, I just, it just feels a little bit numb. And the next time I had sex, I thought, actually, do you know what? I actually understand what she means. Like mm -hmm. I can't feel every inch of the inside of my vagina. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and get a yoni mapping. And it was it honestly blew my mind. A, I think just the total slowing down and taking the time and realizing that it does take uh, it, you know, it's better to take your time and take things slowly because you can experience more pleasure, the opposite to what we may have learned through, you know, personal experiences or porn or erotica or whatever, you name it. Um, and then on top of that, I think it just helped me like a massage, you know, oh, that feels a little bit numb on that side. Oh, actually, and now I can feel it. Like it was just this journey of going through and really understanding how much feeling and how much pleasure is in there. That is actually so untapped. And I feel like after that experience, I know almost like the potential. So now I've got more of an understanding. Like if I want to just have like a little quickie with myself, I can do that. But if I want to take it slower and like set aside an hour, then I can do that as well. I feel like now I've just got lots of different ways of experiencing pleasure. Yes, this is so interesting. My take on this initially is, you know, when you're in, and this is going to be completely like a different angle. So yeah, with me. <laughs> you know, when you go to like your F45s or you go and you see online, someone's like, I'm going to give you an eight week challenge and I'm going to transform you. And then you're going to love yourself forever type vibes. Yeah. And you're going to be like this completely different person. This almost reminds me of the way I think about self-pleasure because you see you look at someone like girls get off and you think oh cool that's the fix to my, my my relationship with myself if I work with them or buy one of their products I'm fixed boom but the way you're chatting about it is making me realize that it is just this journey that we go on forever and I mean let's be real here we're with our own vagina for the rest of our life and it's this continuous rebuilding and re-challenging and finding out new information it's so so interesting that you you say that you're on your own new journey now and I was like oh you know for some reason I didn't expect that you would have this new challenge in in where you currently are and I don't know why that surprised me but I guess it's almost that thought of hey we actually are allowed to continuously develop our relationship with sex and with our own body whether that's with you know through our partner or through our own um, self-touching or anything like that Talk to me, if you can, about your shift in learning what it's like to be in your body and really actually settling down. And I know you said, you know, you take the phone out now and all of that. And what does that actually look like? And how has that really made you feel different where you've actually taken that step back and actually understood what's going on in your body? Yeah, I think first to your point around you know, you were surprised by that. I, I having worked in this industry now for a couple of years and just, just every day I'm just talking about sex and, you know, hearing stories from people, you know, I've just been at a trade show for the last, you know, I, I saw you at a trade show last weekend. Mm. I've just been on it today, yesterday, and I'll be there all weekend. And I hear so many stories from people. And I think when you were talking about that, it made me realize that we probably only hear stories from people who say, I had a great orgasm. Oh my God, I had great sex, blah, 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 blah. Or, or people might say, oh, I find it really hard to orgasm or you know that that does come into a conversation a little bit but we probably never like it's probably never never nothing it's never something to write home about when we're just having like oh it was all right or um yeah my masturbation practice with myself is like average or it's great or it's actually just not talked about enough so when we're only hearing uh for example really good stories or we're seeing you know in porn or we're writing you know maybe listening to content where people are having great sex, uh, we're not always 
yeah, we're probably just not always exposed to the fact that there is no finish line. Like there's mm. always just learning. And I feel like no one is exempt from that. And even if they are, you know, having amazing sex and pleasure, there's still so much that's untapped. So I think to that point, always learning. And and because it's such a thing that is not, like that's done in private, it's not like, oh, love your nail polish color. Where'd you get that done? It's not like, oh, you're masturbating like that. How'd you learn how to do that? Like we're not talking about it like that. So how would you think any different? So I think uh, that that's really important there. Um, and to your point around... Um, what was our second point? What was, what was the actual well, question you asked me? <laughs> I forgot um, it now. Just understanding what it's like to be in your body. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, I think the Yoni mapping, well, A, I've done a couple of different things before. One of them was a meditation camp years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was meditating and this was a 10-day silent retreat. You're not allowed to talk. You can't look at anyone in the eyes. And it's all just like full-on meditating. It's called Vipassana for anyone who's interested. You don't even pay before you go. You only pay for what you think it's worth after you finish the course. So it's literally no risk. Highly recommend Vipassana. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But when I was sitting on the ground one day meditating, I remember going like, I am so horny right now. And the sensations like on my vulva and around my clit, I was like, this is insane and I'm not even touching myself. And I honestly, I honestly was so like more turned on and like stimulated than, than from, you know, I could have been from touching myself in some situations, you know, like it was just wild. So I feel like that was probably my first taste of it. And then when I had, um, when I've had different sexual experiences and I've been more relaxed and I've just been focusing on the sensation, it was definitely, I probably realized more when I had that Yoni mapping session, because I then understood how to just focus on the sensation rather than focusing on what's happening. What do they think? Mm. Oh, am I taking too long? Oh, you know, am I supposed to be looking like this? Am I supposed to be making different noises and just getting, you know, just heaps of head noise. So I feel like the being in your body is, it's just a different approach. For me, it's a better approach. And I find I achieve more pleasure that way. Well, I experience more pleasure that way, but it does take a little bit longer, but that's because I think that's just how we're designed. I think we've just been oversold that it's supposed to be, you know, quick and quick and easy, but really, um, for example, I'm not a sex therapist. These are just things that I've learned. Mm. But if you think about the time that it takes a penis owner to get an erection, so all the blood to rush to that area, for the same thing to happen to someone with a vulva, for the blood to rush to that area and like really puff up and be fully ready or fully engorged is like 30 to 40 minutes. So we can all have an orgasm like pretty quick. We know how to get there in a few minutes. That's all well and good. But to actually really indulge actually takes some time. So I feel like just accepting that it does take time and and allowing yourself to have that space uh, is a different approach. Mm, And this makes me think because I know we're having – the sex talk and we're talking about you know self-pleasure and all of that but it it really makes me think especially when you said oh am I doing the right thing am I making the right sounds and da 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 what about your relationship with your body so and not necessarily you know being inside of your body but more outside and that and that perceived I guess that perception of your body and what she looks like and how she acts and all of this how has your relationship you know with sex almost been parallel to your relationship with your self-image or your body? I think my body image has always been, I feel like as a like young teenager, you're always just trying to work it out. I remember like just waiting for my boobs to grow because <laughs> I have like, for context, I've got like 14 AA, that's my bra size. Like mm-hmm. I have to go to, I've got to buy them online and I'm just touching my bra cups right now and they're like not even filling them out so I I remember being like oh when are my boobs gonna grow and even now I probably don't like I can't really just I can't always just walk into a shop and be like oh this looks great because I don't have like the boobs or I've got to you know just but it's but it's not the uh it's not the body it's the clothes um Hmm. 
I'm going to go off topic for one second. I yeah, go for shopping. it, please. I actually went shopping with a um a stylist because I just don't. I, I I I'm not like I don't just go shopping for fun and and B I find it actually really difficult because I'm quite like a rectangle and like flat chested so I feel like often where there'll be like dresses which are allowing for a little bit of bust they just make me look a bit like flat and just not great so I went shopping with a stylist and it actually blew my mind a I was like this is amazing I never want to go shopping alone again because it's just you know I'm a little bit creatively challenged so I'm Mm -hmm. not just like oh yeah that goes with that and and that looks great and I see and I actually asked her what is the difference between going shopping with men versus going shopping with women and she said if I go shopping with a woman she will like say I give her a t-shirt and and it doesn't quite fit. She'll be like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. I need to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. She's like, literally, if I go and give a guy, you know, a t-shirt and it doesn't fit, he'll be like, oh, wrong size, get another one. She's like, so women always think it's them and guys are just like, wrong size, I just need another one. Like, don't just like water off a duck's back, not even a big deal. So I feel like I'm skipping around here again. Um, Yeah, my body image has always been, it's been relatively good. I think I became... Um, I've been quite accepting of myself with that said I feel like I've had you know I've you know gone through phases of wanting to be skinnier or um, you know you know we all look back right at photos where we're like oh my god I remember thinking oh my god I'm so fat at the moment oh look at my arms and then you realize you're like that is literally not the case at all I think now I'm also in a period of my life where I'm um being healthier because I want to be well and I want to be well I use the term I need to be more of a weapon at work so I haven't been drinking as much I've been going doing lots more strength training instead of just lots of running and just like enjoying what I do um and I think I've always been quite lucky in that I I really love different activity so I haven't um you know, when I was at uni and eating McDonald's all the time and like really blowing out, that was quite a different lifestyle to living in in Bondi. So I've been quite lucky in that respect and that I've found it quite effortless to exercise and eat well when I'm hanging out with people who are doing the same. Um, that's not to say I don't love my KFC all the time. You can ask any of my friends. Um, and so I think body image has been, it's been good. It's been good. I don't think I'm too hard on myself um, in that respect, but it's not to say I haven't struggled in the past, nor are there ever, you know, questions that come through my mind of like, oh, this would just be easier if I fitted my jeans a little bit better or, Mm -hmm. you know, this clothing would look better like this. Um, But having learned those different approaches, say from the stylist or other people, it's given me good perspective. Um, And then in terms of my parallel to my, you know, sexual wellness journey, I don't know whether they have been, I, I think my hangups in the bedroom have been around um, me feeling like I was broken because I don't orgasm quickly enough. Um, me feeling like I, yeah, I would feel like there was something wrong with me. I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm just not good at, just not good at orgasming. Um, I just wouldn't prioritize my pleasure. And I also wouldn't like, practice you know what I mean like I'm masturbating in the same way every time I'm not giving myself a chance to try something different or when I do then go and have sex with someone else um it's well it's it's not you're not really giving yourself a good chance of Mm. you know experiencing full pleasure um yeah so the hang-ups have been different it has never so much been around like body image in the bedroom um but it has more been around me, like performance in the bedroom, mm. I think. And do you know, I also um, probably having lots of male friends, I know for a fact they just don't notice. Like I think also the the body image in, in the bedroom, they just don't, they just do not notice. I've never heard them speak about it or it, or even if we brought it up or even, you know, when you come back from uni and you've packed on, you know, five plus kgs they just don't even notice nor do you notice you know when your friends do you know you're not Mm. looking at that in them yeah I would love I guess to go a little bit deeper into this because I'm thinking about you in the expos and the amount of women you've probably had interactions with and conversations with and it really makes me think you know 
how many topics we as women feel we're not okay to chat about you know i'm mm. thinking about you and your stylist and how the men just their innate reaction was just to go to the clothes of the problem whereas the women is the innate reaction is that yeah. their body is the problem they are the problem and it just makes me almost spiral into the fact that you know in sex we almost think we're the problem in body image we think we're the problem in terms of gym anxiety which is you know my specialty we think we are the problem and look i'm not asking you to cure fucking mankind and womankind but I would love to go down that rabbit hole slightly of, you know, how was it for you initially having these conversations? Let's kind of, I guess, go into the niche of self-pleasure. How was it having these conversations with friends and family and going, hey, just FYI, starting this business. Yeah, it's about self-pleasure. Oh, okay, let's chat about it. Yeah, I think. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, first, in terms of always thinking that it's about us, I think that's just because we're human we, and we think we're so special. You know, we always <laughs> we always relate everything to us. It's like, oh, my God, I've got this pimple on my face. Everyone's going to notice. Newsflash, mm-hmm. no one cares. No one notices. All they're thinking about is themselves. Um, and with the, yeah, when we, when I started telling people that we were going to launch this business, it was actually quite funny. When I told my parents it was the most underwhelming reaction you've ever seen, I had a bit of bigger reaction from them when I told them and it must have been 2015 that I was going to quit my job and do like Instagram, you know, I was just going to do Instagram stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't even bother like explaining it to them because they just didn't understand that I was managing Instagram accounts for people. But honestly, when I had that conversation, mum kind of like shut her mouth and looked a little bit uncertain, but didn't want to, you know, um, throw me off. And and dad was like, really, don't you think you could just keep your job and do this on the side? Like, you know, they were so proud that their daughter had gone to university, which they hadn't and got a degree. And then a year after working in my degree, I was like, I'm just going to quit this and do Instagram stuff. So I had a bigger reaction from them telling them I was going to quit my job and do that than I did when I said, Joe and I are going to start a sex toy business. They were like, oh, that's great, darling. Oh, yeah, awesome, awesome, great. And then like so nonchalant. And then, um, yeah, friends around us, I think they were just like, oh, wow. There was certainly some doubt. And, and I remember other people going like, really and one of my one of my mentors and friends we just separated another business that I was in and she said well what are you going to do now and I said oh I'm going to start a I'm going to start selling sex toys she's like what are you serious you do not want to be in that industry and I was like well that's the whole point I'm like your reaction is the reason we need to be in this industry and she to this day is still mortified when I you know oh Sue we're launching some new booty plugs what do you think I just do it to wind her up now (laughs) um yeah so certainly some different reactions and look there were probably some reactions but that we don't know about right Mm. of people going oh my god but now I think that people can understand the vision because they can see the brand then it's totally different mm, but at the I, time it was like that's a bit weird because everyone's perception of sex toys was like the weird shop down the road that also in the case of New Zealand sells bongs and vapes and stuff like it's just not it's not a place of self-care yeah you're coming from someone who would not even <laughs> dare step in one like I yeah, drive exactly. past them and I'm like uh, no yeah. not today and coming to Sydney, they are, I mean, I haven't, there's, I think there's one out in uh, Redfern I haven't been to is apparently a little bit new age, but the ones on Oxford Street, love that, like nothing phases me anymore, but having to walk downstairs into a dungeon-like place or upstairs through like a plastic flap to go into the sex shop is not particularly like, it's not like walking into Mecca, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the Gold Coast, we have the Condom Kingdom. Perfect. Which is just <laughs> like, I think it's, I think, can you imagine like, 
gigantic condoms coming out of the top of the building <laughs> in the middle of Surface oh Paradise. Oh. That's like probably the only one I really know of. And going in there is not an enjoyable time. No, no. <laughs> it's just it just feels intimidating. Like it's already mm. something that you are feeling a little bit unsure about, and to have you know on top of it. Um, make it feel intimidating like that is it makes it a huge step to take yeah yeah 100 percent. and I think kind of the theme that I'm getting from all of these different micro conversations that we're having is the whole element of confidence right so we're talking about in the bedroom in your body in your self-image and then now in the conversations you're having with friends and family da 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 where do you get I was about to say where do you get the audacity but almost where do you get the ability to actually back yourself because you know I'm kind of going off the road a little bit here but you've said you know you left your stable cool mm. like normal normal life job right normal yeah, in quotations right yeah. your real job <laughs> that yeah. people say yeah. and you get the audacity from where to choose that you're going to do this completely different thing and I, I want to have this conversation really because I feel like confidence infiltrates every part of your life and I look at you as someone who, you know, you did that, you left your your mainstream job and now you're running a self-pleasure business and it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, like, look, I wasn't always, I wasn't always, um, like if I think about school, I wouldn't have, oh, not until my last years would I have called myself confident. And like there's plenty of situations where I do not appear confident and I can't stop myself from blushing, you know, which is like, oh my God, it's so re- it's so revealing when you're like, I've oh, been I'm trying to be confident. Interview. But... Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I haven't even noticed. I have. You'll notice yeah. now. Um yeah, and I'm like, yeah. So I, I feel like, you know what, when you asked me that question, the the moments that came into my mind were when I've done the things that I didn't think I could do and and proven to myself have actually been the things that have given me the most confidence. And so a couple of things, uh, for me, they're actually often sport related. Mm-hmm. So in the moments in time, I feel were there was like a swim off in swimming. I don't know if you know anything about competitive swimming, you, if you go the exact time, same time as someone and it's to get into like a final, you might have to do a swim off, just mm-hmm. the two of you to try and win and then you get to go into the final. So I remember having to do a swim off and I was up against someone that was so fast and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, it's almost like her personal brand was that she was really fast and I, and I was there like this total underdog, didn't even have race togs and um, managed to just hype myself up enough and got into the final by the time I got into the final I was so wrecked from the swim off that that didn't go well anyway but um that was that was probably one one time where I was like oh my god I don't know if I can do this and that was quite I was probably like 14 and then the other time and the other time that I genuinely have done something that I didn't know if I was going to be able to do was um when I did an Ironman and I think the you know even to enter that even to enter that just took a little bit of like, fuck it, just enter. Don't even think about it. You know, it was like I met someone one day and she said we were going for a run, and a I didn't understand how people ran marathons. Like I didn't understand how people went for so long, and we were in this running group, and this group was going off. They're like, oh, we're gonna do fifteen k today. I'm like, what? They're gonna do fifteen k today? And we took off, and they were actually just running really slow and just taking their time and walking up all the hills because they were training for ultras. And all of a sudden, dawned on me how people run um, marathons. They just don't they don't sprint out the gate like it's cross country, like it's a, a literally a marathon, not a sprint. And she said, oh, you know, Ironman was the best day of my life. It was so fun. And I thought oh my God, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to enter. And I just entered and then figured the rest out later. And I think that would be the same with quitting my job. I was like, you know what? I can't take any more annual leave to go and have these meetings with people to manage their Instagram accounts. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave. And what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, I said to my parents, I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'll just move back in with you guys. I already live with you guys. It's going to be fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, lucky enough that I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have anyone um, dependent on me and I, and I was able to live at home. So um, I think for me in terms of like that, um, it, I think it's actually courage to do those things is from a showing just like 
don't think it through. Just leave it and do it and and just prove to yourself, even in little increments, that you're actually capable of a lot more so that you really believe in yourself. And then second to that, yeah, sometimes it does just take a little bit of um, blind optimism and then it's okay. But I still like now, like there's been some, I feel like I'm continuously growing and having to push ourselves. We recently took on a big loan recently. We, um, you know, we've we've had different chats in the business and I'm constantly stretching myself to be like, oh. And then I remember it's about, you know, when we, we mentioned earlier, you know, we, we think we're so special. We think we're, you know, I think like, it's not like you're reinventing the wheel here. Like you're not, you're not so special. You're not the first person who's ever done this before. Like, mm. If if you were the person like if you I think about myself in ten years time when I've already done these things I'll be like ha 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 remember them when that was a big problem or remember when that was a big deal it was like hiring my first staff member I thought oh my god I'm so stressed out am I going to do this right and I remember thinking like one day when I've hired twenty different people this is not going to be a big deal I'm like it's the same situation it doesn't deserve that much energy so that's a little bit about how I go about it yes everything you said just reminds me of how much I love our like. TikTokification gen- generation of do you, I don't know if you know the phrase for the plot. Oh yeah, do it for the plot. Of yeah, course. everything yeah. you said just reminds me of you just doing it for the plot, just doing <laughs> yeah. it for the storyline, which is your life, and doing it because literally, why the fuck not? Yeah, like what's the? Um, I read I read another book, a book called um Unleashing Greatness. It's not a very well known book, and it's actually um. It's actually written by a guy who does a lot of, um, I'm going to get it with the word wrong, mental coaching, mental skills coaching for a lot okay. of athletes. And he talks about acting Acting with courage means doing something because of what might go right instead of what might go wrong. And we're programmed to, to not do things because of what might go wrong. But the example he gave was like, if you're playing a game of golf, I don't know the rules of golf properly, but if you're <laughs> playing a game of golf, what most people will do is they'll play the game. They won't play per hole. So they might say, I might play it safe on this one. I'll just go for like a two, you know, two shots into the thing, um, a score of two. Uh, instead of, you know, it might be guys, like a... Guys, Viv's looking at me for advice on golf yeah, and I'm like, this. don't look at me. <laughs> so instead of, they might go, oh, I'll just play it safe and I'll just, you know, get the par or something. Mm-hmm. Um because of my previous score and I don't want to go over and all of that. But he said, but you should just play each hole as if it's a hole in one, like disregard what's happened before play it as if it's a hole in one, take everything one at a time and you're far better off and more likely to get the hole in one than if you're always just trying to go for par just to play it safe so that it doesn't screw up your whole game. Yes. I love that so much because we are in like a bit of a game but except mm. we're just looking as far in as in front of us as we need to. And that is mm. the next golf hole. I love that so much. And I need to know, I need to read that book because that sounds very, very insightful. I love that yeah. all of your insights are like legitimate, you know, books and fucking people. <laughs> and mine is TikTok. And yeah, those I need resources. to watch more TikTok though. I need Don't. to watch more TikTok. Otherwise Don't I'm going to be like a boomer in like three months time before you run it's moving so quickly oh honestly tiktok it consumes my life in no it's not good (laughs) just stay as far away as you can um now kind of wrapping up towards the end of this i really wanted this podcast episode to be about taking up space in the bedroom because my Mm -hmm. whole philosophy is you know women should be able to take up space mostly in the gym or fitness world but i think that sexual wellness and sexual health is a huge part of this so Looking at somebody who's listening to this and thinking about, you know, my general listener, I'm going to make massive assumptions, apologies in advance, but let's just try and go with it. You know, what is the first step for a woman who wants to feel empowered, wants to feel, you know, herself? And I I don't really know what the version of herself might be, but, you know, wants to feel herself in the bedroom. Like, where do we start? Um, first I think, I mean, the best place to start is getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to get to know yourself. You've got to, um, touch yourself. Like you want to be touched. I would just consume heaps of content, whether it's from girls get off YouTube, TikTok, wherever 
consume lots of content and try lots of different things because there's a very high chance there's a lot of things that are very untapped for you and you haven't even scraped the surface. Even if you think like, oh, it's not for me or, you know, especially for the people who've listening who've never orgasmed before or have never masturbated before or when they do, they hold a lot of shame around it or they're just not quite sure um, why it feels a bit funny. So I suggest getting to know yourself inside out for starters, whether it's with toys, without toys, it doesn't also have to be focused around um, your vulva and your vagina. It can just be all over your body, like happy days. I think the second piece to this is understanding that um, sex is not just about penetration. Like Mm -hmm. we did a podcast episode with an amazing sex therapist and she talked about foreplay starts when penetration ends, which means that, I say after you have sex with someone, the well, after you have penetrative sex with someone, from that point onwards, it's just foreplay until the next time. So things like intimacy, communication, all those important bits and pieces are all fuel for actually creating the space to have an amazing sexual experience. It's not just like rubbing each other and then, you know, getting one off. There's so much more to that. And if we can think about it in a holistic sense, how do you want it to be talked to? What are your love languages? How do you like to give and receive love? I think that is hugely important. Do you want to send news to each other? Whatever, you know? Mm. And I think the the thing that is also quite important, and I, I feel like I'm speaking from experience here, and I think it ties into what we've also talked about in terms of um you know, if you are worried about taking up too much space. For me, it was like, I feel like I'm taking too long. I don't want to voice my opinions. I don't, not voice my opinions. I don't want to, um, you know, I'm not being fully honest about my needs. Am I really articulating what I want in this situation? I feel like if you flip that and say, you know, if I, if, if I really want from the situation, uh, or, or say like, you know, I really want him to um, rug my clit like this, or I actually really want to use this this toy. Um, instead of freaking out about it and getting in our heads and saying, oh, my God, um, oh, what if he thinks I'm, you know, what if he thinks I'm weird or what if he's, you know, shameful about it or something? I think flipping it and going and leaning into it and saying, oh, well, what if what if he is, you know, what if he does cast a bit of shade? Well, I can either have a conversation about it because maybe he's insecure or then it's just that's a good answer and he's, you know, maybe not someone I want to have sex with anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've experienced this a lot with um, going for quite like avoidant attachment style people mm-hmm. and then I would never and I wouldn't voice my emotions properly particularly with like texting and stuff and then I've recently just learned having like seen maybe more secure attachment style people that I've gone actually I'm just going to say what I feel here and then I say what I feel and I'm like oh that was easy (laughs) and I'm like just rather than feeling like you've got a lot to lose um I guess the that's the stakes are different for everyone but Ultimately, you your pleasure is so important and you have to be able to explain that to someone else and freaking out or worrying about how much space you're taking up or, or if you're being confident enough, I would, instead of trying to avoid it, lean into it and go, okay, well, what if that happens? Mm-hmm. What if they're not into it? Well, then they're not into it and then you can move on. You know, instead of trying to avoid, then lean in. That, that tends to help me. Yeah, I was actually listening to a podcast of yours. Um, I think it was around anal, I think was the episode. Perfect. Yeah, good. <laughs> Just dived straight in. I was like, yeah, mm, good. this looks clickbaity. Like no. Yeah. Um, but you guys were, I, I think it was you and Joe who were on the episode with whoever you're speaking to. I can't remember who it was. But 
you know, you guys were like, oh, where do we start? What's the best? Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And she actually would just fully slowed down. And the guest you had on said, actually, it's communication. And, oh, yeah, it was Morgan. Yeah, oh, that's a great episode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's really, an awesome sick therapist. Mm, it was really, really insightful. And I, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, they're asking all the questions I want to hear. Da, da, da. And she almost just fully slowed everyone down, slowed the conversation down and really went, actually, it just starts with communication. And yes, obviously, there's the consent communication part of it. But it is also the, hey, we're in this together. We're going to be doing this together. And, you know, you can do this with your partner. You can do this with yourself if it is self-pleasure. It's just checking in and slowing down and saying, hey, like, what do you actually want? What do we want? How's this going? And it's really interesting that you said, you know, the whole anxious attachment aspect mm. of it. Because for me personally, I've dated or had relationships which are around that anxious attachment style and I'm in a relationship with my partner which is very secure and very healthy and it love was it for you yes pop off go Tom he's a vibe love him um, get it Tom <laughs> oh poor Tom anyway um it was really cool how he also was very receptive to be being open and communicative about you know, sex and about intimacy and about all of those types of things. And so this is one of those moments where I say to, to women or to, you know, who are whatever you identify as in between, um, I guess don't don't settle in your relationships. Don't settle for not having those openness. Don't settle for not being able to communicate with your partner. And not to say, you know, dump them straight away or get rid of them, yeah. but really do try and prove to yourself that you're allowed to have these conversations. You're allowed to be open about this. You know, it is your body and it is the rest of your life. And it is such an empowering thing to turn around to your partner or whoever you're with and say, actually, could you please do this instead? You don't have to be that nice. I'm just a very polite individual. You can be like, can you do this instead? Um, so yeah, I really love that you just spoke about communication. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is just the underlying theme of any great sexual experience, I feel. and Yet it's not done enough. No, it's not done enough. And the chances are that the person you, you are sleeping with is probably wants the same thing. Like they want to experience more pleasure as well. And for the most part, everyone's very, very open to doing more things. It's just that a lot of people, and I'm, I'm being, I'm going to be quite heteronormative here, but particularly a lot of guys, um, uh, they don't always like they don't know how to communicate just as much as we don't, you know. So, um, and often they're super keen, but their partners, you know, while we're all worried about getting up in our heads and, you know, freaking out about different things, we've actually forgotten that actually they're so down to do so many different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all have the same goalpost in mind. Yeah. And exactly. we just need to, we need to kick the ball together. <laughs> mm, I love that. <laughs> I just made that up. You can take it. It's so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah not totally. Like it's a two-way street, you know, mm. it doesn't matter who you're having sex with. It's a two-way street or however many streets you're having sex with, but it's all about communication. And actually, yeah, it's, you know how I have actually, this is a hot tip for any single gals who are interested. I, I feel like I've been on just this whole evolution this year, which has been very funny. But one of the things that I've been trying to do is I've decided that I need to create abundance in my dating life. Okay. So this came from um, A, uh, when my therapist said I had an anxious attachment style and I read the book Attached, highly recommend. Uh, it talks about a lot about we put all our eggs in one basket, which I'm a total sucker for, like constantly putting all of my eggs in one basket. I'm just like, yeah, that's great. I'll do that. You know, I, I don't really, I'm just quite committed and, you know, very tunnel visioned. And that obviously hasn't worked out well in the past for, you know, various different reasons, but it's like anything, like there's no real backup plan. So what I have been learning and really enjoying is by dating lots of different people or seeing lots of different people, it's just been okay, I'm going to rewind. Also, I was talking to some of my guy friends and observing their behavior on dating apps and they were matching with lots of people. So they'd be matching with like lots of girls, chatting with lots of girls. And I'm like, you know, the difference here is that I'm talking to like two guys on Hinge or mm -hmm. one guy and you're talking to like 30 or you've matched lots. So you feel like there's like this abundance, there's like lots of options. So you're out there and you've got a really different sense about you. Whereas I'm like talking to one guy or sleeping with one guy, and then I'm like, if it doesn't work out, I'm like, oh my God. Whereas now I've decided 
to create abundance. And every time I go on a date or I have a sexual experience with someone, I'm like, what are the learnings? Even Mm -hmm. if it wasn't a great date, I'm like, what was the learning from that one? Don't go on a second date if you're not into them. Um, You know, like plenty to learn there. So that's actually been really cool. And it has improved my communication heaps because I don't feel like the stakes are really high. Like if I'm just talking to one person and I'm really into them, then I'm worried about like, oh my God, if I, um, you know, say the wrong thing or like, oh, shall I say that? Am I being too intense? Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just leave that. I just won't say anything or I'll talk about that later. But now I'm like, oh, well, if it doesn't work, what's going to happen? It won't work. Okay. I've got lots of options. I've got abundance. So I just have learned that way to be more communicative of my needs. Yes. Abundance is so freaking cool. I mean, we always think about abundance in terms of finance, I I, I personally believe. Yeah. And it's really, really cool that, you know, you're flipping this and actually allowing yourself to have abundance in your sex and in your dating life. And it really is that interesting notion that comes back of the difference that we often see between men and females in our self-perception and our ability to you know, have more opportunities and to go further. And, you know, it is that whole thing of you're in the pool, you're in the dating pool, you're allowed to see and do multiple different things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it's really opened my eyes. I honestly would recommend it to, to anyone to just like, just get out there and do lots of dating, not yes. just a little bit. Yeah. We get to explore. That's really the the crux of it is you're allowed to explore your sex life and your dating life. You're allowed to explore and, and be picky. Yeah. And you'll find, well, I, my experience has been that I've found things that I have liked about people or that I haven't liked about people for very diff- various different reasons. Like, for example, it might be like, wow, I really like that, how that person, you know, they've got a great business or they've got a great mm-hmm. lifestyle, but actually they're not on the same wavelength in terms of life stage to me, or actually they wouldn't get along well with my friends. And, and, for, and then that made me realize that actually that's something that's really important to me. Or I might go on a date with someone and be like, yeah, that was really fun. You know, like we really clicked and we had a good time and actually the communication was amazing. And that was really important to me or, um, you know, you might go on a date with someone and, you know, even if I'm just want to see someone casually, I don't want it to be transactional and I still want to have like a really good connection with someone. And, and I might meet someone who wants to be really transactional and I think, oh, that's actually not for me. And it's really easy for me to say, like to break off from that and just tell them it's not the connection I'm looking for. So it's been very insightful. Yes. Well, I think this is a great place to end on abundance and, you know, allowing yourself or giving yourself the permission to take up space in the dating pool and in the bedroom. I fucking love this. Viv, <laughs> how how are you feeling after this conversation? I feel so good. And I, yeah, if anyone has any further questions, please reach out. Um, yeah, I'm a very open book, so what, whatever. But you've given me some inspiration, actually. I, I've actually never voiced the stuff around the the dating and the journey that I've been on. I've actually been writing it down because uh, I knew that it was going to be a really interesting journey and something I hadn't done before. So uh, I've really enjoyed sharing it, and hopefully it's been of a, a little bit of value to people. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I think it's been a lot of value for people. I absolutely do. And in terms of, you know, the best place for people to contact you with all of their sexual needs, where should we direct these human beings? Of course. So I feel like the best place to experience the full Girls Get Off community is uh, A, on Instagram at Girls Get Off, or one of my favorite places on the internet is Girls Get Off Uncensored, which is our Facebook group. So uh, we have everything in there from really serious questions. People can ask anonymous questions and we have everything in there from really serious situations where people can feel really loved and supported. And we also have some really hilarious content in there like, I'm staying at my parents for the weekend and has anyone got any suggested sex positions for Suzuki Swift? Cause I don't know how I'm going to have sex with my boyfriend. <laughs> so there's a whole range of content in there. Um, but if you'd like to contact me, uh, I am at vivconway underscore on Instagram. Yes. And she, all of her deets will be in the show notes as well. If you need a uh, double reminder on where to look. So that is amazing. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation today. I feel like it has been such a wealth of knowledge. And even for myself, I have been reflecting on things throughout this conversation going, oh, wow, this is something that I really want to look into or really think about. And I will be one of your newest members of the Facebook group because I'm keen to learn oh. about how to have sex in my Mazda as well. 
Yeah, and also <laughs> at the top of the Facebook group, I've I've just been telling people this all day at this trade show. We've got a couple of videos there. So Morgan Penn, who you the podcast you mm-hmm. listen to, she's done a couple of lives. There's uh at pinned to the top of the group, there's a live on squirting, squirting 101. We've got butt play for beginners. We've also got some blowjobs tips by Alicia and also uh licking pussy. So take your pick, whatever your flavor. There you go. She has got you guys. Covered. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love this. Well, until next time, have a fabulous day and please do something for yourself, whether it's self pleasure or just a coffee, uh, and have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.